is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Wow, looks like we got a new intro going on there. New year, new us. <laughs> new year, new us. It's been that way for a few months. You guys haven't been on the show. You're right. Probably no, <laughs> fair. That's false. But anyways, we, we have. There's a lot going on I today. I thought we were gonna have a full group, but so man. did I. I think Derek is gonna walk in a little late and then leave a little early. We'll see. He's the boss man around here, so I guess he can do whatever he wants. But in the meantime, we'll get the conversation started. Last week, we started discussing Russell Wilson and his contract, what, that might, what might happen there, and what that might do to Dak's contract and future talks. Or rec- mm-hmm. Nowadays, they're talking now. The Cowboys are talking with Dak's people and, and getting that ball rolling. Now, Russell Wilson becomes the most, the highest paid player in the NFL, which is impressive he got a four-year extension worth 104 million dollars including 140 40 40 oh i typed it wrong four zero a A little bit of a jump there yeah big difference plus a 65 million dollars signing bonus which is a ton of money i mean shoot you're not wrong that's a lot but once we start talking about quarterbacks and, and where the market is heading there, what do you think that does to Dak Prescott and what the Cowboys are trying to do here with him? There's a few places to go with that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a topic of much consternation among the Cowboys fan base. Um, I think there's, there's two thoughts there. One, it puts to bed the silly notion of Dak Prescott signing an extension for like a, you know, manageable sum of money. Like, you know, you think back to like September, October, you're talking about signing him to like a 22, $25 million contract. That's not happening. It's just not. Um, at the same time, you know, people see Russell Wilson's contract and they see people saying that Dak is going to break the bank and they think that that means Dak Prescott's going to become the highest paid player in the league. I don't think I'm ready to believe that. His his people might be pushing for it. I don't know if he's capable of getting that deal, but I do think he's capable of signing a $30 million contract or close to it. Um Russ is the new number 1. Aaron Rodgers is right behind him. I think Matt Ryan's right after that. And I would expect Dak to slot somewhere right in there. Top five quarterbacks in the league in terms of salary would not surprise me. Um, and yeah, that's that's just the new reality that we're living in. And Russ didn't need to sign that deal for that to be true. But him signing for thirty five million a year only underscores the point is the market for good quarterback play is insane. And Dak Prescott is deserving of of a lot of money might not be the highest paid player in the league, but he ain't taken some, you know, bargain bin deal just because you don't think he's proven right now after seeing what happened with Demarcus Lawrence and the weight that was going on there and how we thought they needed to hurry it up and it didn't happen right after the season. And now with Russell Wilson's extension, do you think that this makes the Cowboys kind of 
push the pedal on the gas to go and do it as quickly as I possible. Don't, I don't think this team moves quickly on anything that they don't have to do. Um, and I, I think that – I don't think Russell Wilson – I just don't believe it affects the Cowboys one way or another. Um, it, it, you know, yes, it's up there and – and it sets a, you know the, the number for maybe other quarterbacks that might need other deals, but I mean I think he's you know like Dave said I think he's in the range of you know twenty eight to thirty. I mean he hasn't done he hasn't done really anything that Russell Wilson has done. So I, I just I have a hard time thinking that, that just because that deal is made that doesn't mean that that Dak is going to get that money. I think he's going to get good money because if you just look at don't don't look at Russell Wilson, just look at Kirk Cousins, look at Derek Carr, look at Matthew right. Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, those guys right there are getting this money. That's what what a good young promising quarterback should do. If you're established and you've been to two Super Bowls and won one of them, then you get to be at a higher level. And has a case that he should have been one NFL MVP at least once. Yeah, he's, Russell Wilson. He's, he's been which I agree with. I, this I don't think this changes anything. It it doesn't change their line of thinking. I don't think it changes what Dak would have gotten. Like I said, the problem is I I do think they need to hurry and, and not. I mean, and when I say that, I mean try to get something done before the season starts. They don't have to do it next week, but it ain't just Russell Wilson. Like Carson Wentz is coming up. Jared Goff is coming up. Patrick Mahomes is coming up. Pat Mahomes just won NFL MVP. So. He might not be in the same boat, but Goff and Wentz are guys with comparable resumes to Dak Prescott. And if they are all of a sudden breaking the bank and making, you know, if if Jared Goff gets $32 million a year, $33 million a year, then all of a sudden Dak Prescott is helping. You know, that helps his case, I think. And so the quicker you can get this thing done the quicker he will become a bargain because these deals are going to keep going up and up. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I would bet, will sign a $200 million contract. Yeah. Next year. Like he's he, elig- he can negotiate starting in January. Okay. And he's 23, throwing 50 touchdowns a year. For everybody that's listening that's not sold on Dak, everyone in the world is sold on Pat Mahomes, right? So what do you think a team would be willing to pay him if a guy that you're not sold on can command 170 million, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the quicker you can get this done, the salary cap will keep going up. Other quarterbacks will start signing. Dak could be the number 3 highest paid quarterback in the league heading into the season if he signs in July and he would be down at like 678 a year from now. Yeah. I just think it's just get it out of the way. I think it would be better for all parties in my opinion. Right. Now, the Cowboys have started their off-season workouts, uh, voluntary off-season workouts. And with that, a lot of people, before it got started, were asking or wondering whether Zeke was going to do a holdout and all of that. Clearly, that wasn't the case because he's been out here uh, practicing or working out with his teammates and posting things on social media. He seems very committed to this team and very happy to be here. So I wanted to... Get talking about some of the guys that have been out here. Uh, Jason Witten, a mm-hmm. guy that looks like he never left. He just looks exactly the same. And we'll Travis, see. yeah, we'll see once. He doesn't, they look, actually, exactly the he doesn't look exactly the same. I mean, he okay. looks a little different. <laughs> what, the hair? Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to. It was an imp- okay, with the hat. Imply, with the hat. With the he hat wears on. the hat. He looks so, exactly the same with the hat Exactly. On. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Travis Frederick. A guy that people keep asking about and how he's looking and how he's doing and what's up with him in the near future as far as his performance and health-wise. You know, he um, everyone's just kind of 
optimistic about about where things are with him right now. Um, he's he's back into the off season, um, you know, conditioning program. But remember what that is. It's con- it's conditioning. I think I think what you could see from him last year, the the problem that he was going to have, and why everyone was like he's not coming back, is because he hasn't really been able to work out. He doesn't have the strength. And if you need anything at the center position other than great awareness, you you got to have that strength. You got to have that base to make sure that that you're not letting guys like Antoine Woods get get past you. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's a good solid player. But I think now it makes more sense why he was getting beat by Antoine Woods at training camp because he he was going through the, the the illness and and losing his strength. So right now it looks good. Let's see what happens when he goes a little further, and it, does he regain the strength that he had that may have been all pro? Yeah, and I'm, I mean, all credit to him. It looks like he's made a ton of progress. I mean, last season, it, he just he didn't even look comfortable walking around, oh, kind yeah. of limping, and just looked like a guy who was he going like through. Man, yeah. really, it was, well, it was it was it was to really the point sad. where you were like. I don't know if he yeah. can come yeah. back. He but, uh, looked like his nervous system had been through a lot, which it had. But he looked, you know, I saw him the other day. He, he looks, he's moving around normal. He looks better. He's out there working out. It's a far, far cry from football. So, and, and I don't, you know, I don't want to throw water on anything. It's just, it's one of those things you got to step by step. Like it's a cliche, but it fits in this case because it's a long road between, you know, he's doing suicides out on the field in April and, going against Antoine Woods at training camp. Those are just two completely different things. But it's a very promising start. Now, like you mentioned, very far from football and training camp and them lining up and doing all these things. But we that work here get the privilege to see them and see how they look out there. And we finally got to see them as a group with the free agent guys that came in, the guys that the Cowboys brought in. How did this group look to you? Once you saw them all together, bunched up and just working around. I don't look out the window. I don't see anything. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's against the rules. So I don't. I don't even know they were out there. I just let Dave tell me what he sees. No, I mean no. It, <laughs> this one. It's not a big deal. I think that's even. No. But even that's premature. Like how do they? You know, like they're not. It, this isn't football on any level. Like they're doing agility drills, and it, it's really crazy. Like NF, what NFL rules stipulate. Like they aren't allowed to have a football out there. I see yeah. a tennis ball out yeah, there. Yeah, they, they can use Seriously. tennis ball. Yeah, no, I know. I'm they can't. They cannot <laughs> work. They cannot work with footballs. Coaches cannot be like anywhere near them. It's all player driven. Which they have meetings and stuff like you know, Jason Garrett had his big. I get you know, not that we were invited, but like his State of the Union. Soundly driven is the new slogan this year. You can see it on all the sweatshirts if you go look at the photo albums. Um, but <sighs> yeah. <laughs> TMS, that, I know, that that race already happened. Never mind. Um, the only but, thing that looks really different out there is the fact that they they put this big wall out there with blue. Uh, yeah, there's like, there's some construction blue. going on at the star. So one of the did two, that look different when you came in today and saw all that? Yeah, one You're of like, the two practice fields is unavailable right now. So yeah, like I mean, for I know a lot of fans like go look at the photo albums and stuff makes its way to social media. Like if you're wondering what the blue fence is there for that you're not used to seeing. There's some construction going on, so it's roped off right yeah, now. We're just going to put a 17-story yeah, building there. Yeah, put a high-rise. It's cool. Um, but, I mean, you know. Well, see, you didn't have to be looking out of the window to see. All you have to do is go to DallasCowboys.com and it's see true. the photo gallery. You it's see true. the whole group out there working out. But, like, you know, like, they'll get together for OTAs, and even that will be premature. But, like, literally, 
as exciting as it is to say that the whole team is back in the building, like they're just they're doing sprints and you know footwork drills, which it's really cool to you know it, yeah. It, Where is the first look of seeing the whole group kind of starting come but, together? But, like a not bit. really though. Like I don't know what standing the offense... next to each other. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. You know start what, visualizing. I don't know. I don't. I'm just like oh, Randall Cobb's got really quick feet. Okay, I knew that. He's been to a Pro Bowl. I mean, you know. Yeah. But you're right. privilege is a great word. Like, it's a cool privilege just to kind of, you know. Yeah, going back to your point, like, people were hinting that Zeke might not show up. Like, Zeke's here. He, I saw him in the hallway the other day. He's friendly as ever. Like, he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's got an attitude problem. He's looking good. Yeah. Like, he he is getting in really good shape. He went, he went to, you know, Dirk Nowitzki's farewell game was last week, and he was there with the rest of the team in the suite. He's been at all the workouts. He's hanging out in the cafeteria, being Zeke. Like I, I mean, if he's if he's upset about his contract, he's doing a nah, he's doing a good he's job of hiding it. Pretty it. Good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we we go into um, you know his fourth year. I, I I don't see there being that many issues now. Now the fifth year, and and if you think about it, say he has a great season, Dak's probably going to have a new deal by then. Uh, what's the matter? What's going on, Derek? You can't join Uh-oh. us here. What's wrong? Derek has entered the studio for those of y'all that... What? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. He's sitting on the corner. He, all right. You're grounded, Derek. <laughs> He's grading us. I don't uh, so anyways, I, I just feel like... Let's see what happens going into that fifth year. That's where we might see a little bit of an issue if there hasn't been a deal done yet. If, if Amari's got a new contract, if if D- Dak will have a new contract, I'm sure. And then we'll see about like... But a at, like at least it's good to hear that they are starting those conversations, specifically with guys like that. Like, for example, Zeke. Yeah. Byron. That's I another one. I don't know if they're having those conversations with, with Zeke. Stephen Jones specifically said that... Things are active with Dak and Amari right now. Yeah. Those were the two, and that's the those are the ones that make the most sense. I thought he he mentioned that yesterday, he, like on the fan. He didn't did. He? It, he did. He said specifically in regard to Dak and Amari, like those first two are the things are active with those two. Doesn't oh. mean. And then I think he even said things can become active in a hurry with Zeke and Byron and whoever else. Like, well, then I definitely misunderstood because I thought I heard it was that they had also yeah. kind of started. And Contact I, with their agents. And, and I stuff. think it's safe to, to say if there's a fifth guy here, I think it's Jalen Smith. I think it's time to start talking about that situation because he would be restricted next year. And I could see them doing something with Jalen. Uh, but it's not going to be a bargain. I can promise you that. Like the, it, he, That's going to be a tough one. Well, That's an interesting thought. I mean, because they don't have to. And there's, a bit, there's been a lot of confusion about that. Stephen was asked about that yesterday, too. Jalen Smith is not headed for unrestricted free agency. They'll have to, I mean, be restricted. assuming they don't extend him now, it, you know, when, when the next league year starts, he'd be a restricted free agent. That means you apply one of three tenders to him. For Jalen Smith, it would probably have to be a first-round tender. First-round tender. Which would pay him a salary of like $5 million, I think. And then he would become restricted in 2021. Yeah. So they don't have to. They're but not, They don't have to. And they I could think, get out ahead of it if they wanted to. Yeah, I think a first-round a first round tender would probably be a smart thing to do there. I wouldn't risk it. I, I mean, and we say that all the time. You know, it sounds silly now, but we were like, well, maybe they should put a second round tender on David Irving. And they didn't, and it wasn't a big deal. But Jalen Smith, if you don't protect him, I think somebody would come after him for sure. Yeah. So. All right, let's anyway. take a quick break. When we come back, Derek will join us on the second part will, of the will show. Will he? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. We'll see annoyed. when we come back. Kaboo, Texas is. 
Three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. If you're like me and you love. I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's steven jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa open dallas cowboys star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk extra and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back, Derek. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Derek nice found some headphones. <laughs> I, I he really, found the hole for the headphones. I really think, stop. I really think <laughs> this is like January or February. That we, the four of us have been in this room together. Yeah, prob- it's probably. been a long it's been time. A long time. It's been like Maybe. eight or nine shows. And I, I got to leave early, so oh. let's get it in. Let's, let's get started. Okay, so the schedule. <laughs> stop it, guys. Behave. The schedule comes out tonight, so that's an exciting time for the fans and everybody. Just want to know when they're playing and hey, who they're playing. At what. It's an exciting day for everybody. Like I, I mean, I said everybody. What, I said the fans and everybody. I, okay, and so, I pointed right. at us. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I just want to, like you know, I'm excited too. Okay, that's. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gets to play the rest of their year. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's. They call the draft football Christmas, but this is close. Like it's just yeah. you know. You find like when are the big games? Are they? Is it when are we playing at night? Once the Thursday game, Christmas. What what's going on with my family Can, for Christmas? Cannot predict what's, the weather just yet. It's too early to predict the weather for what game does not have a roof. I just need. I don't know. We got a lot of cold weather cities. Are we playing the Bears? I will. Yes. Get, I will. I will there. tell you as yes. a certainty if we're playing in Chicago in December, it ain't gonna be fun. Just I'm just gonna tell you that, and I will go out on a limb on that one. And that won't be fun. I just but. need a home opener. I just need it. Oh, yeah. 
Texas, Texas and LSU. LSU's in Austin the day before. I know. We got to have that. Like, I need it. Just praying for that. That would be nice. Anyway, well, sorry. home game. Home game. We've known the opponents, and I thought, and we've talked about that a few months ago when that came out. But since the schedule is coming out today, and since the Cowboys have acquired new talent and started forming their team for 2019, I thought it maybe would be fun to go over some of the opponents and who would be, uh, which one of those would be the toughest challenges for the Cowboys this year. I can start. <laughs> Dale. I don't know what that means, but I'll start with uh, <laughs> the Patriots. At the Patriots, yeah, I think that's much tougher. Than I that think that's team. going to be a challenge. And the word leaking out of Boston is that they're opening on Sunday Night Football against Pittsburgh, yeah. so it won't be Dallas. You know, which and, that'll be a cold weather game. And too. I just, just get ready. You don't see that a lot. The the AFC NFC games, especially when you're talking about marquee teams, because one of the networks is going to fight like hell for it, and Fox doesn't get the Patriots that often. Yeah. And for them to say, "I'm going to give it up," so. NBC can have Patriots Dallas. No way. You know, they don't get Tom Brady and Belichick that often. Just like CBS doesn't get the Cowboys that often. You know what I think is it's a good point. Like I don't even think about that. Yeah. So I, I didn't either until I said something on Twitter. Like, what about Patriots week one? Uh, we, we, we know that the Thursday game is going to be Bears and Packers. Which, like, that's the same reason the Cowboys, you know, the playoffs, like the playoff schedule, the networks fight over those things. I mean, it's the slugfest to figure out who gets those ratings. Yeah. So. That makes a lot of sense that Fox wouldn't want to give up the Patriots, especially right. against the Cowboys. Yeah, because they don't get it often. Anyway. I think equally as tough, if not even maybe maybe a bit tougher, is going at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that New Orleans, obviously New England is New England, but I think New Orleans at home is as tough as anybody in the league playing at their stadium. And and obviously they're a good team. they got a good quarterback. So I think at New Orleans is going to be as tough as anything you're going to have on your schedule. And uh, timing of that game and what you got around that game, I think, will be important. You don't want that game in the middle of a bunch of other tough games. You don't want that game coming off a short week. You don't want that. You you want everything to kind of play into your favor going into games like that with the New England, with New England, and with New Orleans. You put all those games in a row on the road, and that becomes really, really problematic. I think. I w- and so I'm gonna I will contradict myself and eat some crow because I say this I say this every year like I hate the first place schedule third place schedule because it's a league driven by parity there's no there's no knowns you know I mean the Green Bay Packers every April since Aaron Rodgers started started being their quarterback you're like well that's a tough game they went six and nine last year mm-hmm. like you don't know for sure six nine and one whatever their record was uh, you never know having said that. I really think playing a first place schedule this year is going to make a difference because I just can't imagine that the Rams and Saints will be bad. Like I just they'll they'll be good. They'll be in the mix to win the NFC and you got to play both of them and I think that's going to make a big difference and it's going to be a big hurdle. So whenever those two games are, they're well, going to be big ones. One thing that should be noted about that though and this kind of may fly in the face of what I just said. I think Saints are always hard at home. However, that division notoriously, I'm talking about the NFC South, notoriously has a different division winner regularly. It's yeah. just like the the NFC East. Like it, there is no this is not like the AFC mm-hmm. East where you have the Patriots and then you got everybody else. The Saints won it in 17 and 18 and they were the first back-to-back division right. champs in a long time. Right. And so if you're just thinking about the historical nature of that division, the likelihood that the Saints end up winning that division a third time in a row 
probably not highly likely. So it actually may end up that, again, it may end up that you you find a team that this may be for whatever reason. It may be because of an injury. It may be because of not having an injury. Which, because I think Carolina last year, a lot of people point to the fact that Cam Newton wasn't healthy. He might not be healthy again this year. But I think there are there's enough there that suggests that that you could see a situation where the Saints aren't the toughest team in the NFC South. I like I said, ninety nine percent of years I agree with you. You can't predict who's going to be good in April. But like that's what I'm saying is I just very strongly believe that the Saints and Rams will both be as good as well, they were last year. You know the Rams are going to be good. Yeah, well, the thing about it, <laughs> you know is, that. So you know if yeah. you, if you just look at you know quarterbacks, yeah, you know the, the top quarterbacks that, that you're going to face, and, and and look at the top five quarterbacks in the in the NFL. I mean, everybody's going to put Breeze in there. Everyone's going to put Brady in there, and mm-hmm. everyone was going to put Rodgers. Yep. And Oof. they do play the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. Three, so, hall, three Hall of Famers. So, so you got those three for sure. So much fun. And then, I mean, I hope Russell's up there, yeah. you know, because, I mean, he's getting a, a contract that says he is. Um, he's They don't play this. They don't Seahawks. play Seattle this year. Uh, but Goff, you know, I don't know where he, where he ranked. Goff, Wentz, if he's healthy. Um, Stafford. Yeah. I mean, you got some good. Like, if you if you went through the top fifteen quarterbacks in the league, you're probably playing most of them. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's a there's a this tough this schedule. Like, just from the quarterback, which that you can more rely on than a team a team's record last year. You can rely on the quality of their quarterback. It ain't it ain't an easy schedule at right. all. Not at all. The other thing, which going back to what you said about TV networks, is. For the longest time, I didn't understand this. I was like, why Why do they keep making the Cowboys do this back-to-back Thursdays thing? Thanksgiving and then the next Thursday. It's because NFL Network wants a Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And that is the only way, because they're playing on Thanksgiving. Right, and no change. And it never. Sorry, Eagles, that's never changing. <laughs> but the only so the only way to get them on in a Thursday night game is to play them the week after Thanksgiving, because right. a Thanksgiving game is going to be on network TV, not NFL Network. Right. And it would be too much of a disadvantage for the Cowboys right. to be the only team in the league that has two so, Thursday games that aren't like that. Either that. the league is going to overrule its own network and say no, or the Cowboys are going to be playing on back-to-back Thursdays for the fifth time in six years or whatever yeah. it is. I, I won't be surprised if that's the case. What about what about the week before? Is that ever an option? <sighs> I I guess so. Yeah, you know, I always get. The, it would be a short week. I mean, yeah, you would have your short week the week before Thanksgiving instead of the week of. But yeah. I, guess, I mean, I guess you could. And then that would be kind of unfair advantage to the team that you're playing because they're going on a short week and you're right. Not you would have had your mini bye. But do they do that same thing for the team that the Cowboys always play after? Is it always a team that plays on Thanksgiving Day? It I believe it has is. been. I believe it is. I mean, it was. Who was it? It was. I'm drawing a total blank Thanks. right now. The, the it was Saints the Saints, the and the Saints played the Falcons on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they usually try to do that, yeah. so we'll see. Which makes sense. Like, give everybody kind of an equal opportunity there. What do so. we think for the opener? Or is that, I don't know. As long as it's at AT&T Stadium at 3.30, <laughs> I, don't, don't care. I don't care. I actually hope it's a Monday night game. Uh, they won't be Monday. You don't think? No, I don't think they'll be. The, then I, Everybody get, Everybody's going to get a Monday nighter, right? It's the same yeah, not, reason. Not America's team. It's no, a, I'm saying the Cowboys are going to play it on Monday night one time this yes, year. Yes, at least so once. So if you want, if you know you're not going to use them Sunday night, you know you're not going to use them for the opener on Thursday, then it makes sense to me if you want that prime time spot on Monday to go crazy, that's a great time to put the Cowboys in there. But and then you got a nice slate of prime time games. It's similar logic weekend. to why you wouldn't want them to play the Patriots, no. though. It's like 
You don't the ratings. Need that. The ra- you're like, going to get Monday on opening week. Monday anyway? night ratings on week one are going to be like they're going to be through the roof because it's it's the first week of the season. It's the first fantasy game, the fantasy swing That's game. That's nice, but I'll, I'll put it to you like this: Anytime you're talking about marketing, you want to be able to have a great out of the box big number. And so if you tell me that opening week I can go crazy with my with my ratings so that I can tell the world, look how popular my game is. On week one of the season, and we blew last year out of the out of the water because I went crazy and I put my best teams in prime time. That does help you. If from it's Monday night, it won't be at home because they go East Coast and West Coast because they're doing a double header True. on Monday night, so it won't be a home game. I, I just don't think that's the case. I don't think they will do that. Kids don't open their presents on December twenty seventh. They don't want to wait one more day to get the Cowboys. Hey, let's go. Put it up there. This now. will be my seventh season and then the other six, it's they have always they've played at three thirty or seven thirty on Sunday and, every year. And the Monday night game is always like week three or week four. I don't know why, but it seems like it's always mm, been it was November last year. I just year. have a hard time thinking this. It was Christmas a couple years ago. I, don't know. I just have Sometimes a hard time thinking the opening week this year with the excitement. Cowboys have some exciting young players. I just have a hard time thinking they don't want them in primetime week one. Like they we they but love to put the Cowboys in prime time prime opening time. week anyway. It's lit. I mean, Fox calls its three thirty game America's yeah. game of the week. Like right. that, that is, is I get it. I think but you ask the people at the league what their primetime games are. It ain't the three thirty. I would argue. I well, primetime by definition right. is nighttime. But, but but available to the entire country. You want Cowboys, your best brands and available to the entire country. The most valuable. The most Cowboys, valuable time Rams. slots. Yeah, I would do that <laughs> at home. That'll drive a rating. Let's go. The most valuable time slots in the NFL. This year. Better bathrooms, better results. No, True. bathrooms. Not better bathrooms. <laughs> just have bathrooms. bathrooms. Yeah, just bathrooms. have bathrooms. Just know Literal bathrooms where there is a toilet that is running Jerry, as it should. That was I, one of the worst I experiences this, I said ever. this the other day, so I don't even know who corrected me, but it was a great. I said, God, last year, Jerry Jones went to the bathroom in a porta potty for the division game, and I got cut off. It was like, no, no, no. Gene Jones. Went to the restroom in a in a porta potty. That's how bad the construction thing was at the the Coliseum. If Why that's your only option, well, they're they're working on something. <laughs> I mean, they're a working. On hey, at least he had his private I mean, water potty. It's true. Did if he? history is yeah, any, he did. If history is any indicator, it'll be a three thirty game against the division team. Maybe the Giants, maybe not. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pick the Rams. I don't like that. For personal reasons, I as long as is if it's in Arlington, Texas, I don't care. I it's three thirty. Why? What's wrong with that? It's gonna be hard to get back from. You, would you rather play at noon? Because that's your only no, other option. I'd happening. rather play at night. That's my point. That's not, hap- that's not happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. Know that the Patriots. But, but are Monday, get we don't know about Monday. That, it could be I a Monday. Don't see that happening. That happen. I think it's right. gonna be. A th- you know, I, but this game. is why I love the schedule release. Yeah, because it's fun. Right now, my whole life is on hold. Like everything I'm going to do from from about August through till about you know January is all dependent on this schedule and when I'm going to do it. So give me the schedule. Let's go. Which, seven p.m. Right? Yeah, let's go. I, six p.m. Our six time or, or seven? seven? It's seven our time. Six seven, seven our, time. our time. Got it. The the NFL is they're they are proving their point. Like I don't have an argument because we're sitting, we're speculating. Everybody's so excited, but like. 
there's no reason why this just couldn't be an email, right? You know, like, and and the, the, you know they gotta have That's this, not NFL like they gotta have this two hour show. Guess what? It's like it's the same thing as the brackets. As soon as the damn thing hits, I'm not watching your stupid show. I'm circling dates and calling people and buying tickets. Like, I don't care what you have to say about this. I just need the games. Right. I'm I'm booking flights. I, I'm not I'm already way past. That. I don't yeah. care. I Mike Garofolo. I think the, he's a great reporter. <laughs> I think the world of him. Garofalo. I think he pronounces it Garofolo. Oh, he does really, he? Yeah, he really we does. We all have been mispronouncing Well, I've been I did the same thing, and years. then I heard him say it himself. My bad. Sorry, dude. I think the world of him. I do not care a lick what he thinks <laughs> about the schedule. I'm calling friends and um, doing stuff. Aren't you guys putting out a video later tonight about the schedule? <laughs> yeah. And talking to people about it? That's a little Why bit... Why should people care about what you, know what? you guys hey, say? They're not... They are not... Hey, listen. They are not going to flip awesome. on... They're not going to flip on our website at 7 p.m. sharp and like, I got here what Nick and Dave have <laughs> right. to say. But tomorrow morning they may be like, hey, I want to know what they have to say. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. When they're done when they're done calling their friends and booking their hotels right. they'll be like well what what did nick and dave think is the <laughs> it's not gonna game? be an unveiling in a show no, it, like it's gonna point. be like give me some 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 analysis on it later dissect like, it all know. you want but don't expect me to like have bated breath like i gotta NFL Network's about to reveal it. Like, no, I got it on Twitter, and I'm going. I don't have time. Which would have been great about 50 years ago when that's all you had. Like, sure. You would have been sitting in front of the TV that's, like, what's coming up next? They are trying, <laughs> you know I mean? they are trying to, like, it's it's a 90s idea in a 2019 world, and yeah. it's just get out of here. I don't have time for it. Maybe yeah. that affects your, I mean, as a fan, maybe. It affects your preference or maybe saying, okay, well, this game sounds more interesting. Let me go to this that one instead of this one. Because there are there people are, there that are some people not hundred percent like ah, I think fans that know everything you but know? Yeah. a lot of They're, a lot of your like excitement about this is how it plays to LSU it's just my <laughs> life in general like right yeah. I mean and it's about when, how it affects other things. When's yeah. the bye week? What can I do that weekend? Right. Wait, you know, will I be able to go to the LSU Texas game? Can I go see my family for Christmas? Like all Who that type of right. your those dog things. with yeah great point. Yeah. All those things matter. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. True. <laughs> All right, let's take a, a quick break. But when we come back, I want to get a fan phone call. Derek, what's the phone number? You know it by memory. 888-855-2297. 888-855-2297. All right, when we come back, we'll get to your questions and hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. 
The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. <laughs> it's so funny. All, all we have to do is just wait until seven. I can't. We kept this. We kept discussing during the break. We kept discussing all the the schedule. And- this- oh, I had I had the <laughs> I had the Packers coming here for about four seconds in, on for the home opener until I realized they play on Thursday. This show is going to have a short shelf life. Oh, like yeah. if <laughs> if you're saving it for Thursday or Friday, then that then these twenty minutes were just a waste of time, and I apologize for that. Yeah, it's all good. Well. I was going to wait for the phone call, but since it's an international phone call, we got to feel it from friends. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm fine. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Good. Good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry to put you uh, on the spot first for this one. Uh-oh. And I hope you relate this question to the two other draft gurus on the draft show. Uh, I want to talk about a rarity in college, uh, the fullback. Is there any bad, big bad ass people mover in PFA range? Because I feel Cowboys need that kind of guy on short yardage goal line or goal line situations. Uh, I have two other questions for you all. Uh, why not draft an offensive tackle at 258? Uh, I mean, Collins is in a contract here, and if he, if he performs well, uh, it might be too expensive to resign him to a new deal. If we draft uh, an OT right now, he have a year to grow into his football body and learn the system. My second question for you all is, uh, with such a good deadline on paper, and maybe adding another good contributor on the draft, uh, what are your expectations for the Wolf Hunter and Jalen? They were pretty darn good last season, despite some small weaknesses in the line. Thanks for taking my call. Have a great day. And I'm looking forward to uh, listen to you for the draft weekend. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks, Philippe. Appreciate it, man. Jeez, I wish you'd called the draft show. I mean, I follow the draft. I try to do my best. I got I got nothing for you about fullbacks. I'm sure Dane definitely does. Like, Dane's got, like, six of them, I'm sure. I don't maybe y'all can talk about it. Do you have it tomorrow? Uh, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Um, I would. They are not going to draft one. Nobody in today's NFL ever should. Um, 
Dane only has two with draftable grades. There you go. One is I mean, a five and one is a seven. So I I have a hard time seeing it because Jamie's Olawale re-signed, I think, on a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Which and you're right. I mean, I, I wouldn't classify him as a badass people mover, which I love that phrase. Um it is what it is. Maybe they'll bring a guy in, but it's not something that I would bank on. Did you just say badass people mover? That's what Philippe said. I, I did. He's like, I want a badass people mover. Okay. Sorry, I <laughs> didn't. Okay. I didn't get that, but I I did get the second part about the offensive tackle with um, Lyle Collins being, you know, in a contract year. Um, I I don't know about fifty eight, but but I I think I think at this point. You take your best player, and if, if there's an offensive lineman, let's say it's another Connor Williams situation happens where they a guy's in the first round and he falls, I, I don't think you would overlook it because it could make sense. Does he help you right now? Probably not. The whole point of the draft is to take the best player available, and I absolutely think it's something that they would do if if it came to that. But this, based on conversations that I've had and just based on trying to read the tea leaves, I really think – this is going to be their strategy is I think they're comfortable stop gapping that for the time being. And the big thing that I think tips that off is that Cam Fleming signed on a two-year deal. So he's here for the foreseeable future. I think you're absolutely right. I think the world of Lyle Collins, he's an LSU guy, but in a world where Troy Brown just got paid $70 million by the Raiders, it's very hard for me to believe that he'll be here next year. Right. And I think so. You have Cam Fleming on a two-year deal. He's he's not not knocking your socks off. I understand that, but he's a experienced guy who has started. He started for a Super Bowl team. He could slide in and be your right tackle as a stopgap measure, and then offensive tackle is a priority in next year's draft, just like they do. They or, do it. Or Connor Williams. Or Connor and, and a, Connor Williams has flex. Absolutely, he could do that. Um, or and and you could sign a journeyman tackle in free agency next year, but I think we say it all the time. What do they do? They address their needs in affordable ways and then focus in the draft. I think this time next year they'll be like, well, Fleming is there. He can be your right tackle. You would prefer to upgrade that, and I think that would be one of your top priorities in next year's draft. If it fell to where an offensive tackle was the no doubt best available option in this year's draft, I think they would do it. But they didn't bring any in on visits, not a single one. Uh, you haven't heard any smoke about it. I just, I feel like they're comfortable dealing with that in yeah. 2020. So because of that, you would kind of eliminate the option that some people have posed about maybe exchanging him, like trading uh, Lyle Collins for something in this draft. I think people get too wrapped up in trying to recoup value too quickly. Like you could probably trade Lyle Collins for something, but I'd rather have him starting at right tackle. Right. I mean, I mean like if, if you had a backup that you were just thought, wow, this guy, this guy's almost as good or if not better, then that's fine. But I still think if you traded Lyle Collins right now and got a, what a third round pick, second Ma- round pick. I mean, he's got one year on his deal. Yeah. I mean that fourth round pick, who even knows what you get. And now you have a, now you have a need. Now right. you got a lot more right. people. It's not really t- worth it. Yeah, That's, I mean. and and you don't have a first round pick. Lyle Collins and Lyle Collins is a classic case of like I'm not comfortable letting him go because he's bad. I'm making peace with the fact that he's so good that he's too expensive to retain. You just you can't keep right. everybody. You're already paying three of these guys absurd salaries, so he he will probably get offered a ton of money because he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still rather have him start. And then if he signs the type of deal I think he's capable of getting, you'll get a comp pick for him. 
That's how these things work. So you add a comp pick to future draft class. You take a step back in the 2020 offseason with a hope of addressing the problem in the draft. But if you deal him now, great. Yeah, you get a day three pick, and all of a sudden your line's not as good. And this team is position to make a playoff run i don't know why you would want to get rid of him but let's let's look at it maybe in, in a way that's more practical it's not the 58th overall pick but it's the fifth round pick it's the fourth round pick of a guy with traits with good size sure. yeah. that says all right colombo's gonna work with him all year long and if mm-hmm. we do lose you know um lyle at the end of the season now we've got this guy that's been bit. grooming so that that's more of a possibility and i want to address that third that third question because i've said this before i think it's a sneaky need in the draft as linebacker it, it you don't think about it because sean lead came back and you've got two studs in uh jalen smith and and uh layton but you did lose damian wilson mm-hmm. you and we'll see about covington did you do have some some needs there on special teams i could see a mid-round pick there yeah. for the linebackers and they brought a couple in they yeah. they've drafted a linebacker 10 of the last 13 years they absolutely love to do it yeah uh and they've doubled up a few times including last year um and, you know, it's hard to imagine Sean Lee playing much longer than one more season, maybe two. Yeah. Joe Thomas is in a contract year. So it's not a need right now. But, yeah, I could see him using a mid-round pick on that. You mentioned Covington. I know, obviously, we didn't get to see much out of him. Mm-hmm. But based on the things that we did get to see, do you see him being, like, something promising for the future? I, or, I like, do. even this year? I mean, I, I just... Just going off the eye test. I mean, he's right. got he's got the size. He's he's got the build that, that you want. He's his neck is bigger than my torso. Yeah, like he's one of those guys. And and he's a, you know he's a kind of an intriguing you know prospect because he played quarterback for so many years. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, for his first two three years maybe. I mean, I think I think his last couple of years he started obviously getting bigger and 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 made that switch to defense. But you know. From an awareness standpoint of, of of where things need to be, he should be further along there. So he didn't get to play a lot last year, but I, I think they're they're loading him up to play a little bit more. I, I mean, and you're I mean we haven't really seen much. He was inactive like sixteen yeah. out of or fifteen out of sixteen games, I think. But I think they drafted him to be their next Sam, right. ideally. And you know we'll see if that comes to pass. But I think he's going to have one of the first cracks at it. Now, I'm seeing a question here about the backup quarterback, and I guess we don't tend to talk about the backup very much, but since it's here, let's just go ahead and go for it. Who would be the backup? Right now, it's early to tell because they haven't been back on the field and, you know, practicing that kind of way, but you got Mike White, Cooper Rush, who's looking like the best fit to be behind Dak. I, I just don't see how Mike White uh, won't make that progression to be uh, the backup. And, and I think that if he doesn't, if, if Cooper is still the guy, then I just I don't see those three guys being the quarterbacks this year. I just I don't see that happening. They're, they're going to have other needs at other positions. Um, I understood it last year because they want to develop Mike White. If he hasn't gotten to the point where he can replace Cooper Rush, then I I don't know if he's the guy then. I I would probably just keep two quarterbacks. He needs to make that jump to me to be the second quarterback. Um, Then, I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that. I just don't see why you would need to hang on to both of these guys. I don't. I'm not trying to gloat at y'all. I really want to gloat at Brian, but he's not here. But Brian threw the ticker tape parade for Mike White, and I all spring I was like, Cooper Rush is going to be the backup quarterback. He just is, and I was right. So there you go, Brian. Um, 
I don't know, but I kind of feel Thanks the for joining the show, Mick. Thank you. You're right. You're good. Good. Good point. Damn. Now I feel bad. Uh, I was right. But I kind of feel the same way this year. And like in theory, you're right. And they drafted this guy, and they need to develop him. I think about that all the time, though. Is like what? Like the only reason I'm not trying to downplay Dak's success, but like he got reps. You know, like if none, if he hadn't, if Kellen Moore hadn't gotten hurt and Romo hadn't gotten hurt. He's getting like two reps per game. And does he ever really, I mean, per practice? And does he really have a chance to show anything? Like, are they just going to, are they just going to give Mike White those reps without him having to earn them? And if he doesn't, then how's he going to pass Cooper Rush? I just, I don't know how many reps there are to go around. Like, if he's only getting four snaps per team period, is he really getting enough of a chance? And that's what I wonder about. Well, let's give him more than four snaps per team. Maybe, maybe they will, but that I'm just saying, like the way they divvy those things up, and he's their drafted guy, so they might do it right. in the in, in the interest of seeing more of him. And, and that I think people forget that sometimes that you know I, I joked with you about Mickey. You know he says that a lot. Like I was right. That's the only thing. Scouts <laughs> Scouts want to be right too. True. And it's hard to be right if that guy doesn't play. So they don't want to. Somebody stood on the table for Mike White, Although, and they don't want to be. It's the classic. It is the classic dynamic, though. Like, scouts want to be right, and coaches want their guys. Like, it yeah. is the eternal the, – like, you know, we always joke. Like, the, these coaches want to go with the boring guy that they trust. And you want to see more from the exciting draft pick, and I understand that. But I know this coaching staff, and that's – I mean, case in point. I'm not trying to throw shade at Jamez Olawale, but, like, those are the types of guys that they resign because they trust them. They can mm-hmm. do a variety of things. So if Cooper Rush has the trust of the right people, then it might not matter. I don't, it's something. True. It's something to watch. Yeah. I don't know. It would. I think it would be great for this roster if they felt confident enough to go with two quarterbacks, like because yeah. it's it's that's a whole other player that you can add to do a variety of other things as opposed to be inactive on game day, which is what your third quarterback is. So now let's go back to the draft. I see Taylor Rapp name mm-hmm. pop a lot on here he's a safety guy but there's a lot of questions whether the cowboys might be in the right spot to even get him Mm -hmm. so thoughts on this the possibility of the cowboys actually uh, him falling down to the cowboys i'm oh sorry well he's he's in the mix i mean that i I think safety comes down to the the preference there i think there's a handful of guys that uh, teams you know probably all have I wouldn't say all grouped together, but but you know the, there's going to be some guys that are the fifth guy on their board, fifth safety, and this team might have them number one. It's just going to come down to what you like for these guys to be. That they came in, Rap, uh, Thornhill, uh, the guy that we're going to profile right now is Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Right. So there's about five of those guys in the second round, and and I think that at this are there, point, are all of those are they very close to each other as far as talent? It's. I think so. Well, that I mean, if Taylor Rapp is available, it will be because of. I'm using air quotes here because it's sarcasm. A perceived lack of talent because he ran a four seven at his pro day, which is bad for a safety. His tape's outstanding. He was a boss in one of the best conferences in college football. Blah blah blah. Um, but you know, if if he slides, it'll be because he was too slow at a stupid drill that no, that doesn't actually pertain you know, to football. So the, the interesting thing about uh, you're calling the forty a stupid drill. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's. I mean, no, for, I, no, for, I'm, I'm curious about. I, I think it, for defensive backs, it is important. But yeah. like when you see the tape of him closing gaps and making plays right. on the ball, I don't care that him running in a straight line, which nobody ever does. 
Right. I don't hey, care. Maybe that, that helps the Cowboys. It, it might. And like, that's if he's available for the Cowboys, it will be because of a yeah. drill and not because of anything that he has put on tape. But you the would last think years. scouts and people that do that job are smarter than just crazier, looking at crazier that. things well, have happened. Here's the thing that I, I find interesting. The guy that, that I, I like there is a Thornhill, Juan Thornhill from Virginia. But Juan. Juan. Yeah, there you go. Is that okay? Juan. Oh, that's what I said. Um, he would, I tell you guys all the time in English. That's what I said. He would be, uh, you know, he's interesting because he's a safety, but he played two years at corner at Virginia. Mm-hmm. And he's got the look that Chris Richard definitely likes to see there mm-hmm. at the cornerback position. Chauncey's the same way. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson played his last season at Florida in the slot. Long arms. Played some safety. I mean... I could see them valuing a guy with the often desired position flex. Because just like the guy called about tackle, cornerback is interesting too. Cornerback is a, is a one of those positions where, yeah, Jones, yeah, Jones, Awuze, yeah, I see that. But what about next year? Is Jones coming back? Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown. Cornerback has is, is got to be addressed in this draft at some point. I it's it changes so much. That's what I was going to say. Is like it's exhausting. The draft is exhausting enough, but when you don't pick till fifty eight, like the it's like, well, will he be there? And it, it's like I, I don't know. Right. That, that depends on what thirty two other teams do twice, basically, because you're five picks away from the end of the second round. So who on earth knows? But I just sort of I'm just starting to feel like cornerback is something. To consider, mm-hmm. like, to watch for. Hi. Okay, cornerback safety. Do you think that they allow Chris Richard to be very, very involved in these conversations and allow him to have a pretty That's good input? Part of why I think that they might do that because he's like, look, I I need a guy. You know, if we're not going to keep Byron or or Anthony Brown for that matter, I need a guy who can do what I want him to do, who fits my mold. Like, not trying to project too far in the future, but if I'm going to be the defensive coordinator or maybe the head coach, <laughs> who the hell knows? I don't know. Right. But yeah, I think that's it's fascinating because the coaching staff doesn't get involved in this process until recently. Like, you know, the 30 visits, the last two weeks. So the narrative that you heard in January when it's only the personnel people doing the legwork it changes when the coaches get involved and Chris Richard starts really watching tape and he's like, that guy, that guy, I need that guy and my defense will be so much better. Or Rod Marinelli is like, that's the guy that can come around the right side. I mean, that was Demarcus Lawrence. That was the narrative the whole time is Rod says he's the dude. And like that matters what these coaches think and say about these prospects. And it, it changes the draft board. So it'll be interesting. I mean, that's, if they draft a defensive back really high, that's got Chris Richard written all over it. Well, we're about to end the show, but since we started late, let's just have a couple of minutes. I wanted to bring this question in, and Brian said it. I thought it was ridiculous, but since we <laughs> mentioned him earlier, let's just go ahead and go for it. The chan- or Thoughts on moving Byron back to his old position? Ooh, why? Exactly. I don't know yeah. why. Why would you? I mean, he was named second team All Pro. He was a Pro Bowler, and I, I mean, there's a case to be made that his play slipped the final month of the season. He had hip surgery, so maybe in hindsight that was part of it. But no, my gosh, he was so good at corner, and and the safeties are better than the backup corners to me. I mean, if when I look at Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown playing their positions as opposed to uh, Jeff Heath. And but this Xavier is if, if you were to draft a corner, since you're looking to, to for draft a corner. A corner. 
would you consider drafting a corner if it comes to being someone good at that uh, the 58? Well, I have a hard time believing that a cornerback you would draft at 58 is going to be better than a pro bowler right off the bat. I yeah. think any any defense in which, Nick, I think you make a great point, is I I would guess that they're going to draft a guy who can do a little bit of everything. You remember Xavier yeah. Woods' rookie season, he was a sub-package player. He mm-hmm. played in the slot. He was their third safety when they did dime and money 44 and all those good things. I think that would likely be the role for a yeah. corner or a safety that and, and, they drafted. And even though it's 58, it's it's not not that much different than when they drafted Byron Jones at 27 and back in 2015 where it was like, I think he's going to play corner right now. He might move to safety. He might move back to corner. I, I could I could see this is where you're looking at value, and you can get safety is a need, and cornerback is a need that's coming up. It just makes sense to get a guy. How many of them are like that? Gard, Gardner Johnson? Three. I mean, a few. Gardner Johnson and Thornhill for sure. I don't know about Rap. Rap's probably Rap could probably do a little bit and, of everything. And Jonathan Abram, who we have on the cover of this draft, Abram magazine, could play linebacker. He's more of a linebacker safety. <laughs> but hey. Bring him on, too. I'm fine with that. <laughs> well, we're very close up to the draft, so we'll know pretty soon what happens yeah. there. And we have a press conference here at 12, 30, 30 minutes from now. We have a press conference. If you're listening live, uh, we'll be Jerry and Steve on? will be talking about nothing. But they are going to have a press conference about the draft. <laughs> and then tonight, scheduled release, 7 p.m. Central Time. Let's so go. be on the lookout. All right. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?